into trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello world, this is Wastelands and welcome to Wastelands. Oh my god, what's going on? Ah! The atoll's sinking. Ah, the atoll. Damn that atoll. Uh, so lost, we go. We're not going to have any atoll at all. At all. <laughs> so this episode is going to be all about an unorthodox comfort movie of Marco yeah. Marx. One that I have not watched, but it's been on my list to watch. So this, yeah. the challenge of this episode, Marco, is what mm-hmm. is going to take this film from being on my gotta watch it to my must watch it um, to the top of the pile. But before we go any further, shall I do this one? Mm-hmm. This is my unorthodox comfort movie, Adam. But a more recent one, this isn't, obviously, because Mandy was uh, released in 2018. It's a new comfort movie, but it's settled into my um, favourite list pretty quickly. I mean, what, there's not much... Uh, there's not much that you can't like about this ad. I mean, it is written by... Panos Kosmatos, who is the son of George P. Kosmatos. And you would know him, Adam, through a genuine comfort movie, which I think you and I may or may not share, Cobra, Stallone. Mm, we love Cobra. We love Cobra. I have it so, on VHS. You have it on VHS. I loved it. I loved it. I've got it on DVD. So this was that was written by uh, Panos's dad. No and Right. There you go. There's a double feature in the making. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be so good. Actually, put it. Let us know, listeners. I'm going to put it out there to you. Watch Cobra, then Mandy, um, and tell us what you think. Um, Mandy. Okay, stars Nicolas Cage. I didn't recognise him straight away, Adam, because he's pretty. He looks a little out of shape, and he looks a little. And he definitely gets very bent out of shape in this. So he's basically but, just looks like. Looks like Nicolas Cage now, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He 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 is so good in this. Um, it takes place in 1983, and uh, Nicolas Cage's character's name is Red, and they live in uh, a secluded cabin. We, we assume in like the um, Pacific Northwest of America. <clears throat> excuse me, and his girlfriend, Mandy, is like a uh, an artist, a really great artist who is like a bit of a stoner, sits at home reading cool books, has a job at the local uh, grocery store. So um, Red is finally home from his time away as a fly-in, fly-out lumberjack, and he's at home. Having a time of his life watching um, trauma movies with his lovely partner Mandy. Mandy uh, go is does that tr- have is to that go true? to work. They watch him trauma movies. Yeah, 
Really? I can't remember which one it is. Let that, me see if I can that's, um, that's very, pull up. I can, I can see already so far there's touch points just to, for, for me to interject. Like there's so many touch points here where I can see why this movie has has uh, resonated with you already. The Pacific Northwest, like the yeah, you know the sort of uh, the the trauma connection. Nicholas Cage. Please continue. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ma- Mandy's wearing a sweet Motley Crue shirt in um in in the opening scene that you can just make out, and she goes on to wear um a a, a pretty iconic uh, Black Sabbath uh, shirt as well, the Iron Man Tour '78 uh, oversized uh, black Black Sabbath. I hope I said Sabbath, not Black Flag. No, you did say um, Sabbath. It's okay. It's I okay. did. It yeah. out. It's okay. So, it's cool. <laughs> so it, it it ticks some stoner rock and rock and roll lineage, which is all deliberately sort of baked in this is panos cosmatos's um putting the easter eggs in so you can have that nostalgia familiarity with it so you can connect with the characters before the yeah event. yeah he's yeah he's taken everything that he loves and put it into this movie and it's there's some really psychedelic moments um there'll be fans of this movie who who are listening to this going oh this guy's butchering it but i'm just coming from a fan not a statistician point of view um, the soundtrack is is wonderful, Adam. If you like doom metal and Johann Johannes, you will uh, uh, love the soundtrack. It is epic, and it just gets heavier and heavier as time goes on. Uh, how do I explain it in such a way? He, it's hard to explain, ads, because it gets very psychedelic very quickly. Uh, it, I... it feels like like um, just like I'm just having a quick look. Like I'm not, I haven't dug in. I'm not not looking at any of the synopsises or anything like that right okay. now. But just even the look at the cover, it looks like it's got this sort of like almost like that Rob Zombie style death cult kind of mm. feel about it. Is it is, is, mm-hmm. is there a hippie death cult involved in this movie, I guess? Is the <laughs> yes, there is a hippie oh, there death is. cult. Oh, there is. Oh, God, nailed it. I can read movies by just yeah. looking at the cover. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Called Children of the New Dawn. And they are in their, their hippie death cult bus and they actually drive past Mandy on her way walking to work. And the head, oh, the head guy, the head cult leader, Oh my God, I can't remember his name. Sorry, fans. He becomes obsessed with uh, Mandy and must have her, must have her, must have her. And uh, so he summons the dark forces of the evil Black Skulls biker gang as muscle to to go and kidnap Mandy. And they t- and um, brutalize Red Nicholas Cage, so they don't get far. Jeremiah Jeremiah is the lead. Uh, kill the the lead. What are we? The cult kill leader. Death cult. Hippie yeah. death cult. Oh, sorry, losses. I'm butchering this because I have no show Jer- notes. Jeremiah Jeremiah Sand, played by Linus Roach, is the death cult go. leader. That's right. So. So he enlists the help of a rebel motorcycle club to kidnap Mandy and brutalize Red. Yeah. Yeah. Who are cross be- who are like motorbike riding crosses between Predator 
and, and the um, the gang from Hellraiser, if you can imagine that. Is it a little who, bit Ghost uh, Rider, like Nicolas, Nicolas Cage's biker movie where he's the flaming skull? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, Adam, but no. no. It's totally different. Totally but different. I've been, I'm, I'm, um, go, I'm going there. I want to make that connection, so that's cool. <laughs> go on, go on. Well, there's another connection you can make in it too. The uh, there's an actor from Predator in it. Billy Duke. Yep. Yep. And he lives. He lives in a caravan in, in yeah Bill Duke, and he lives in a caravan in the uh, in the woods. And Red goes and gets his favorite armory, a crossbow. Uh, to go and um, wreak some goddamn vengeance on the uh, Black Cross gang and eventually uh, Jeremiah's um, hippie death cult gang. He's, he, so, was, he, saw, he was also in Commando as well with uh, Arnie. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was. He was. was. A nice factor. Um, yes, it was Commando. So and that's about as far as I can go at this moment whilst remaining coherent and also not giving too many spoilers away. Um, reasons why you should see this, Adam, mm-hmm. it is beautifully made. Uh, the, the guys from that band Sun mm-hmm. collaborate with Johan Johannes on the soundtrack and oh, Johan right. Johannes, yeah, Johan Johannes passed not long after this movie was released. Oh, wow. So, so it's I, sort of like the, uh, the, the, the postscript of his career, the career, right? Yeah, I don't know if he did anything else, to be honest with you, mate, because I'm not a big fan. Well, I'm a fan of his. I don't know. Excuse me. I just don't have a lot of his music or know much about it. But he was great in this. The soundtrack rocks. Everything basically you like is in this movie. Doom metal, psychedelia, Black Sabbath. um, Motley Crue t-shirts. Motley Motley Crue t-shirts. Hippie death cults. Hippie death cult, psychedelic animation. Is the lighting? Um, it, it feels like the poster has like it, it channels like we we say that there's a go-to movie for our maison son that is created through bad movies like lighting with green smoke, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two <laughs> style. Yeah, Does yeah. this film channel that sort of type of vibe? Or is it? Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it does, Adam. Yeah, yeah. They use a lot of. Mystical, Smoke. supernatural. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of lighting, a lot of strobe lighting to to get their point across. Absolutely. Um, the lighting, also, uh, around the same time. Look, I'm trying to I'm trying to tie this in as I go. So so sorry, listeners, if I seem a little bit uh, to and fro. But Nicolas Cage also did. Um, after this, he did uh, Color Out of Space, which has a really similar poster. And it's it's a um, movie version of a H.P. Lovecraft story. So if you want to look for sort of maybe the the genesis, the the, the kernel of where some of this visual uh, imagery was born from, you can probably go back and look at what was boiling with them getting ready to produce the, the color out of space too. So yeah, it's very much uh, yeah, it's it's very color driven and very psychedelic. It's it's interesting this style of film. The when particularly when you get into this sort of horror based into rea- reality horror that then has a supernatural element or like a fantasiful element, the lighting mm. and the smoke really, mm-hmm. really actually carries that somehow helps yeah. you believe that 
there is something otherworldly or mm. inherently evil beyond the the I guess the 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 realms of reality, and that sort of yep. just helps intensify that. You know, you might be just rocking around, living your perfect life with your girlfriend, and you know, <laughs> doing your job, and then you just you know the the most unexpected thing will happen. But in yep. a film like this, it requires a mood shift to be almost visually represented to assist the viewer to actually believe that that's a possibility, right? Yeah, for, yes, yes, absolutely. Which has helped in this, Adam. It's helped to make uh, transitions from reality into like really morbid psychedelia through the use of um, the, the hippie death cult actually drug Mandy at the very beginning of their kidnapping. So she's not even out of her home yet. And they and the the hippie death cult uh, drug her pretty pretty severely. So that then uh, really that opens the doors for her to be able to see anything. See that. Yeah, and I guess that that's that, that there's a real chemical enhancement that helps that transition from the kidnapping and her being yeah. in her home to taking her into this journey of you know. Yeah, of of unbelievable circumstances, like yeah. And look, she that doesn't last long, to be honest. Without giving away many spoilers, but there is uh, LSD, high powered LSD, gets touched upon quite a lot throughout the rest of this movie. Like Nicolas Cage's character just takes a tiny little bit and gets his mind blown and never comes back. And um, what changed the uh, Black Skulls gang into um, the marauding Hellraiser kind of pinhead people, the unstoppable pinhead people that you, that they are in the movie, is um, a, a, like a, a basically an addiction to overdosing on this high powered LSD. They just can they get enough, right. and um, so yeah, so psychedelics are touched upon a lot through this movie. So uh, it, 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 and it's a very um, it, it's a maturely made movie, Adam, which is a really silly thing to say, but. There are so many Easter eggs and there are so many touch points and there's so much good music uh, throughout this movie. What there, what not, what's there not to get into? Why is this not what, at the top of my list? Man. Yeah, I know. I know, right? So this is um, th- th- this should definitely be your Saturday night and I dare you to watch Cobra afterwards. Yeah, I think that would be a really fun Saturday night for you. Can we just quickly... Um, just tell me about Cheddar Goblin again, because I know you've mentioned that in a couple of episodes later. Uh, okay. Okay. Cheddar Goblin. <clears throat> Cheddar Goblin uh, is an ad that plays on the TV as he, as Red, Nicolas Cage's character, walks back into his home after an incredibly traumatic experience, life-changing experience. So he's uh, tra- traumatised and in shock. And he walks in and sees a late night ad for um, this Goblin. universe's Cheddar Goblin, so which is a, a, a character that promotes um, a boxed mac and cheese product. And uh, Panos Cosmatos said basically to, to the to the um, people that, that made made Cheddar Goblin, he wanted a cross between um, Yoda, Satan. 
And what's the little green thing to come out of the toilet? Critters? Ghoulies. Ghoulies! Yes. Cheddar Goblin pretty much um, is that. So we haven't, we um, haven't touched on ghoulies yet, as in, have we? No, I don't think we're, we've been through. We them. haven't touched on ghoulies. So we've got, we, need, <laughs> we need to touch ghoulies. Um, but that's that's another. But the other thing, I guess, is the reason why it sparked me, Cheddar Goblin reminds me, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but it reminds me, and American listeners won't know this, but I'm like, mate, I don't know. Is, is the Gobbledock International? Remember the Gobbledock from Smith Crisps? Chippy. Crikey, Mikey. Gobbledock. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope he is. I hope he is. Because yeah, if he yeah. isn't, the, the listeners are going, what the hell are you, you're talking about? But just type in Smith's Crisps uh, Gobbledock, and it's like this, uh, I guess it's like a goblin that eats chips. Or yeah, for sure, man. And this could definitely be, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that same sort of business. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you'd like this movie. If... This movie, after you've seen this movie, it'll make Stranger Things look quite really. I still like Stranger Things, but it'll make Stranger Things look a little hokey. hokey. Sort of happened to the same. There was something in the zeitgeist, right? This eighties nostalgia that was happening around twenty eighteen. That yeah, there was a bit of a. For some reason, twenty eighteen, everyone was looking back at how great the eighties were. Look, we lived it. It wasn't that great, but it looks. But looking through the eyes of these filmmakers, Daddy's looks like a mystical land of unicorns, neon, and Motley Crue. Like, who wouldn't want mm-hmm. to live in it? Um, I much prefer the way the eighties is portrayed now than, yeah. than actually living in it, because now it looks like it was all metal and neon and band shirts and horror movies and cheddar goblins. Um, yeah, but we both know that. It wasn't really like that at all, don't we? But we like, yeah, it, we like it, yeah, it, was. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was, it was probably just more like a really long, boring episode of the Wonder Years. Yeah, it was actually more Wonder Years than it was Stranger Things. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, yeah, this look, this movie, yeah, Mandy's Mandy's great. Uh, I'm no statistician. I'm no um, movie buff nerd. But um, this has been my attempt to just uh, try and convince you, Ads, that it's a banger and you should watch it. um, uh, Because I am a statistician and a movie nerd and can multitask. Body count, body count. So the kills in this movie officially is 13. Ah. (laughs) The movie goes for like two hours and one minute. So that's a a stonker of a movie compared to the ones I normally watch. So I'll have to put, to put aside some time. Uh, mm-hmm. The means kills per minute is 0.107, or one kill every 9.3 minutes. Ah, that's cool. Body count, body count. I don't know if that counts, if I, you know, I've sort of cheated and done a, a deep dive there, but you can't really do an episode about a schlock film without a body count. It just doesn't feel right. It, it needs a body count. Doesn't one feel, of the... Doesn't feel what, right. What, no, it doesn't feel right at all, man. I, I've got an Easter egg for you that you'll appreciate. Um, the a lot of the killing is done by uh, Red with this fuck off half sword, half size, half battle axe that he makes as and and Panos Cosmatos he he forges it himself as a I think it's as a nod to Conan yeah. and anyway. Is it in a montage? He, is it put together in a montage? Yes, it is. It's a it's a forging it's a forging, forging metal montage. Adam. No, forging metal montage. Yeah, and I can't remember if Sun is playing in the background, but it's definitely something something uh, 
equally as sinister and metal. And anyway, but what, so he holds it up for all to see in its all its chrome shining glory. And it was actually, the um, idea for, for it was actually based on, you know, that band Celtic Frost. Yeah. Their, their, um, their symbol. So if you Google oh, yeah. Celtic Frost, okay. Celtic Frost logo, yeah, I know that and then have a look at the beast. Yeah. So I put that out there to you, listeners. Get onto Google Images, type in Celtic Frost band logo, and then open up another tab and type in Mandy movie. I think the beast. Take a look at those two. Nice. I think that's my that's my Easter egg. Marco, just on that, uh, would you add the beast weapon? to your survival tips of the apocalypse hell yeah because that thing yeah that that thing has uh if look if it's worked for nicholas cage against the black skulls it'll work for us with zombies and it sure. also would just give us another excuse for a forging metal montage hell yeah forging metal montage nice activate i love it i love a montage all right look Look Mate, at it later. Watch it later. I, you've totally, you've totally sold me. I'm going to do that after I finish watching the grand final. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is on in 35 minutes. Oh, got to get in there. Got to get in there. All right, mate. That is really great. I um, thank you for, like I said, I put you on the spot for this one, but I really just wanted to hear an unbridled fanboy version of why yeah, well. I should watch this movie. So you know, and I think sometimes that's the best way. You know, sometimes it's good to research, but I also like to hear. You know, we do this show like it's if we're having a yarn, right? You mm-hmm. know, so you've just ba- so we've just basically had a yarn. The listeners have had an insight mm-hmm. of why you're a sick puppy and love Mandy, and you know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard to talk about because it is. Um, there's so much in it, and it is. I, I'm and I'm always so aware that when I have to ad lib about beloved cult movies. Uh, I am absolutely always, and bands, I'm always so aware that I'm like way down on the um, on the pecking order as far as rabid f- fans go. So I mean no disrespect. I, I, I mean no, um, I, I, I love this movie. I just haven't got any show notes. That's fine. Watch and it. look, any, any, Watch if, it. And if you're Watch offended, it. if you're offended with anything that we say or Get our fucked. lack of knowledge, yeah, that that Get fucked. yeah, it's just like whatever. This is our show, and you come on the ride and enjoy for what we've been doing. And look, and if you do get so disheartened and you feel like you need to put finger to keyboard, you can always send us an email at uh, wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com. Send us some hate mail. Why not? Go on. There's not enough out there in the world. Uh, You can also catch us on all the socials, uh, Wastelands Radio Show, um, or on Twitter. It's Wastelands RS. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on bloody TikTok. And you you can go to wastelands.com.au for hints, tips, liner notes, and recipes. <laughs> we still haven't got recipes up there. No, we should we should do this high powered uh, LSD from Mandy up, r- recipe up there. It basically would just be cheddar and um, whizfizz. Goblin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Cheese flavored whizfizz. Oh, mate. activate, activate. All right, all right. Is there anything more you'd like to add, my good man? It's good night for me, and it's good night from. <laughs> It's over! 